done it. Now Caruso runs a break. Caldwell Pope goes to the wing here. Play at the defensive end, got blown by back. Oh, yes! Hook jam! Hard step back, puts up the three, got hit, shot's good! And one! What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? I am back with a beard and all. You know, it, you know it's been a while. You see me with that. Don't give me that look, George. Uh, I'm back, uh, y'all, with another episode of Trey Ball. As the season has just restarted uh, last week on December 22nd, you know, wasn't able to give y'all a podcast last week, you know, Christmas, and I've been working, you know, some more hours at my job. But we're here today. Uh, we have with us today a freaking guest on this show. You know, you've seen his face around. His annoying ass, um, George Bell, Destin Bell, Bucket Patrol, as he now goes by, and on his new YouTube channel, uh, where he talks about 2K League and 2K Sports, and he gives commentary on that, branching out into that world. Bucket Patrol, welcome back to Trey Ball. What's popping? Glad to be back all the way from ATX, a thousand miles away, but still providing the best takes of any guest he has on the show. You know. <laughs> Well, you only you are one of only few guests I have on this show. You know, I don't I only allow people on this show who actually have good basketball knowledge, and you, of course, a knowledge of which I respect, and which you actually, like I said, branching off into the two K sports and you know becoming a commentator and becoming a president in that field that has more legitimacy into your name and to what you speak on. So, of course, I had to bring you on this show. Glad to be here, my man. Let's get into it. Well, before actually, before we get to it, I want you, I want you to go ahead, take a little minute, talk to us about you and your new YouTube channel, which you got growing on over and Becca Patrol YouTube channel. Yeah, for sure. So a while back during quarantine, I got connected to some esports stuff at University of Kentucky and with a company called Gen G. Long story short, I was in quarantine, I was bored and I was broke. And they asked me to do some commentating cast and stuff. And I figured, sure, why not? A couple months later, it turned into them giving me some different brand deals with Old Spice, Procter & Gamble, and a lot of different cool opportunities. And I figured there's an opportunity here. And even though I never really got to live my NBA dream, I've been vicariously living it through my, my career in 2K. And I got pretty good at playing it. And I also just really knew a lot about the game. And they were branching out into this new league, 2K League, if you're not familiar. Literally, the NBA has... Uh, endorsed on the same level they endorsed the WNBA, a professional 2K league with 23 teams, six players on each team, all making salaries, benefits, living in a house in all these different cities over the country. He has a video and, breaking that down for you all, all in the span of, of 12 minutes as well, too. You want to check and that out. Go check that out. You know, YouTube, Bucket Patrol. Look it up. You'll find it. But but anyway, they um, just got this team and they're based in Shanghai. They're actually the only non-American based team in the entire league. Except actually, I think for the Toronto Raptors, but still. But China, that's a, that's Canada, a North America. very different. Yeah, this is North America. China, <laughs> China, Canada, very different. Most I would see very different, very far apart. And so <laughs> they were looking for somebody to help them branch into that. And long story short, uh, they endorsed me. They gave me a lot of opportunities around getting FaceTime with the league players and brand partnerships and endorsements. And that's culminating me starting this YouTube channel, creating content. So if you have any interest in the 2K League, or even if you don't and you're interested in just knowing what the hell I'm talking about, even if you're not interested in that and just want to laugh and waste 12 minutes, I'm your guy. So <laughs> check it out. Y'all be sure to go check out his YouTube channel, man. He on um, surpassed. I think you just got what a thousand subscribers. Oh, 
No, no, no. hundred. We got no, no, we got like hundred, hundred and forty right now, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. We gotta start somewhere. Baby steps. Man's got more subscribers than me. Yeah, shout out to you. He's really putting in the work to do this for 2K esports and 2K League. Proud of you branching out. I know it's something that you always wanted to do in terms of like just commentating, like creating video and content, especially around basketball. Cause like you said, like myself, my, my NBA dreams, you know, that would great come true anytime soon. So luckily I had to get the gab to go ahead and talk about it and the will to, you know, want to start my own podcast. So now enough man, of that. You're doing Let's, a great job. Let's hey, get to you, it. Man. Let's get to it. Let's talk about your Lakers, man. Y'all coming off a championship. Y'all won about what 80 days ago in October. Kobe right there. Mm-hmm. I know you got more Kobe stuff in there. Right behind oh, yeah. You. I know you see in my top left. I know you see in the top left. I got this little mini Kobe shrine right here. Oh yeah. I see. Oh yeah. And more, oh yeah, more, very coaching. And that's just a little sample size of the Lakers stuff you have. But speaking of your Lakers, you know, y'all coming off a title, y'all just won in October. Um, LeBron and AD playing every game so far, but y'all standing at two or two. They got some new additions to the team. You know, y'all got Dennis Schroeder to replace Ray John Rondo. Y'all Montrezl Harrell to replace essentially, you know, uh, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, who y'all both let go. Uh, JaVale, y'all traded to Cleveland. Dwight, you know, he went to Philadelphia to become a backup for Joel and B. Y'all picked up Marcus Stoll as well. Wesley Matthews, who those two haven't been doing as much as Schroeder and Hill have been producing as much on the offensive end with their pick and roll. But y'all have a what seems to be a more beefed up and younger version of a roster. What have you seen, you know, Y'all lost to the Clippers on Christmas, as I predicted. Uh, y'all lost to the Trailblazers. Maybe the last year too, so I ain't worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> Worked oh, out for us pretty good. <laughs> and y'all lost to the Trailblazers too recently. Derek Jones, you know, everybody keep playing those highlights of him blocking LeBron uh, in the well, I think in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. One of them was a two hand block, so that was kind of crazy. But nice. so. Where do you see your Lakers at right now? And obviously, I ain't going to say what's, what's the expectations because I know you being a Laker diehard, championship is the expectation this year. And many picking y'all to win a championship this year, I'm not. You know, it's it's likely. I ain't, I ain't counting y'all out. I ain't counting y'all out. Like, y'all see y'all going far. But mm. I ain't going to just write it down in the book saying y'all going to get it. But Didn't last year either. I did not. I did not. No, not everybody did either. I mean, y'all was in the top contention last year, but people had the Clippers win the championship more than Lakers. But now, as we mm-hmm. saw, the turn of events, what happened. The hindsight's 2020, ain't it? It is Just like the year. Uh-huh. Ain't it? Anyway. But speaking on my Lakers, though, uh, I'm not really worried about it. I mean, the way I see it, it's that early season gelling. We got a lot of new pieces. You know, Rondo got swapped in for Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder's a much different point guard. He's more of a shoot first, pass later kind of guy. Rondo has made a career of being that guy who averaged more assistant points, who really initiates the offense for his team. Montrez is an interesting player because he's more of a hustle kind of a guy. He's not very tactical. He doesn't offer that same big presence as Dwight does off the bench. And then Marcus All. Let's be honest, Marcus All. Marcus All's security number is probably single digits. He's he's an old man. He's a pretty <laughs> old man, and he's not very mobile. He's not really the same kind of athlete and jumper and lateral quickness kind of a guy like Javale McGee and Dwight Howard. And that's just different for the Lakers and the tempo that we like to run, and just generally what we did last year. With that in mind, though. I'm not really worried about it. You know, this happens with almost every LeBron team. I think we got spoiled a little bit by last year because that's pretty much the first time that LeBron had a new team, at least in new in sense of a lot of moving pieces because AD came, you know, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and all those guys were gone and a lot of new pieces in free agency and whatnot that came. And I think you got to recognize that 
these teams take time to build. Outside of last year, all of LeBron's teams started slow. They started out about 500-ish, about the first 10 to 15 games. And then they figure it out, they gel. And by playoff time, they're a high-octane offense, defense, and just overall well-initiated, optimized team. I think that with some good coaching, with some more reps, and then also you got to think, like, these dudes literally just rolled out of bed after winning a championship the night before, basically. Like, they need to take some time to get acclimated, get their bodies right, and they're coasting. You know, they're not coasting, coasting. And that's kind of surprising that LeBron and AD are playing as much as they are right now. Yeah, they played 35 minutes last night because I think they, LeBron played the whole fourth against Portland, too, and I just think that they were really trying to win that game, and Dame Dollar said, not so fast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as he's known to do. But either way, I'm not too concerned about it. I think, like I said, Lakers and five against anybody they play, and, the and they'll come together. In the championship, in the semifinals, in the Western Conference Finals, in the regular season, and whatever. Like in the regular season, I don't think they play any team more, more than four times in the regular season. But if they but, did, like it's <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, speaking on y'all team, you know, and you, you said this man's name. He actually turned 36 today. King James himself, who just, captured, who, nah. who just captured his fourth title you know, uh, with the Lakers, and he won his finals, his third finals MVP, being the first ever to do it on three separate teams who many thought, like myself, was going to be quiet first. But it turned out to be LeBron. Uh, what a career this man has had. You know, from being, you know, coming from St. Mary, St. Vincent High School, from Akron, Ohio, and to, to the draft in 2003, to carry on his legacy and his career that this man has had. Pretty much I have not one blemish on his career, in terms of like any personal problems outside, you know, many people point to the uh, 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 the decision that he did with Miami in 2010. That's like a problem that he did in the way that he kind of went about that. But just the career this man has had, just being completely dominant, arguably this one of the best players in the game. To me, he's the second best player ever to play the game. Um, you know, he still he still got he's playing like he still has more to go. At age 36, you know, he's more, as he got older, he became more smart about protecting his body. Because we've really never seen a major injury from LeBron besides when he first got to the Lakers and he had that groin injury. That's like the real first injury that we ever seen of LeBron James that took him out for a significant amount of time. And that came in in what, year 16? Like, and, then, and now we're in year 18. He just won his last championship, looking for a repeat this year. He signed and two, he signed an extension for two additional years on top of his contract because he's supposed to be in his mm-hmm. contract next year. So he is now, I think his contract carries to, I think it makes it what, 24? The, the, the 2024. Yes. Yeah. So, and make him a free agent the same year his son, prospectively, will be an NBA player. And by that point, four years from now, he'll be 40. So mm-hmm. we're like, this man, LeBron, he's just, I don't know. Like, I've never been the one that hate LeBron. I actually have a poster of this man hanging up in my room back at home when he won his 2007 MVP, showing a little bit of myself there as a kid. Uh, I've never been the one to hate him, but just the, the greatness that this man has just constantly, continually elevating to just hoist up and just being a, a, a person that black people and just people all around basketball players can just look up to. Mm-hmm. It's quite astonishing, you know, and, you know, it's mm-hmm. fitting that he's playing for uh, such a story franchise like the Lakers too, you know, with the many legends right. that you all have. So being that he right. is on your team now, and I know that you've been a Kobe diehard and you have some feelings oh. toward LeBron now. Don't, don't act like you always a LeBron fan, but now that he's on your team, 
And now he continues to, uh, to you know, live on his legacy and try to, as he brought back the Laker legacy, actually, too, from being in, now he's being in the playoffs for what, Definitely. like, what, six Definitely. years? And he's, mm-hmm. like, making y'all relevant and more popular than ever. What do you yeah. think about LeBron James and his career and what he's done for your Lakers so far as well? Uh, I'll speak on the Laker piece first because that's a shorter answer. I'll say that, for one, like you said, outside of the blemish that was the first season, and I won't even put that on him. He didn't have a co-star. He was injured a third of the season. Yeah. And that was like a Laker blooper reel more than a season. So I don't even want to talk about that first year. But last year, like I said, we hadn't been in the playoffs in seven years. And I've been a Laker fan since 2010. And I got there at the height, and I was there for the long valley. I remember we were starting Wayne Ellington, Jordan Clarkson, Robert Sacre. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, I would, and I would watch those games. The I remember – Oh my God, God. Ryan Kelly. Oh my God. And I remember those years. And I remember last year was the first year that I could genuinely be a Laker fan and be proud. Because I was proud at first when LeBron signed. And then that turned into. Oh, I remember that. It turned into mild disappointment, to say the least. And how what a joyous year that was. You were so happy when they signed him. But you know what's funny, though, Kendall, is that life works in reciprocals. You know, when there's great disappointment, when there's great disappointment, there comes great achievement and accomplishment. And you wouldn't know that because you like all 29 teams, and yet somehow you never like the one that wins a championship. We're not going to talk about that. That's not what we're talking about. That could be a different segment. What I will say, though, is that LeBron's Laker legacy it's definitely not – I mean, some people want to put him in the Mount Rushmore of Lakers. I mean, you got to think how many Lakers are. Shaq, Kobe, Kareem, Jerry Will. West. We could really go – Will, Elgin. Elgin Baylor. I mean, come on, we could roll down the list. And as an individual talent, he's better than – Magic. Magic, exactly. Like, it, as an individual talent, he's probably better than all of those guys. But in terms of a Laker, as a legacy as a Laker, he's not touching those guys. He'd have to win at least two more to even be in the top five, in my opinion. In my opinion. So – With that said, though – let me. I'm on. I'm gonna interrupt just one second. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. If he wins championship this year, and let's say with throughout his contract, let's say he gets y'all close to the finals, is he a Laker great? I think. Oh yeah, he's definitely. He's already a Laker great. When you say Laker Mount great, Rushmore, you're talking okay. like top five. My no. fault. Mount Rushmore. No, he's not. No. Okay. No. Carry on. He's got to like he, to me. He's got to win three. Because the way I see it, you got Kobe who won five. You got Magic who won five. You got Kareem who won five. You got Shaq who won three. That's Mount Rushmore right there. Even though Jerry West only won one, I mean, he's the logo. He's Jerry West. And he's been with the Lego organization for many years, too. And and he's not only that, like, if you want to talk about a career that spans beyond basketball, Jerry West probably had the best NBA career. If you want to talk about NBA and post-career, in the sports realm, anyway, there's a lot of people who've obviously made a lot of moves outside of the NBA and business, but in terms of like the NBA business of being a great GM, a scout, he helped y'all go, uh, he helped y'all draft Kobe, helped draft Kobe, made the trade for Shaq, yep. built the Warriors. I mean, he he's done a lot of great stuff. With that in mind, I just don't see LeBron being able to really crack that list. Like if you make it top four, the the real Mount Rushmore, I don't think he'll be able to top that list. Cause like I said, you got Magic, Kobe, Kareem, Shaq. I don't think he's passing any of those guys in like a legacy. If you say top five mm, with, with three rings, you can make the argument he, he did more than Jerry West, and I'll put him there. But top four, he'd have to win a ring the next four or five, like the next four for me to say, yeah, he's better than one of those guys. Yeah. So 
Well, what else are you about to say before I like in, like insert that question? That oh yeah, oh yeah, just really on that talking about LeBron's legacy. In my opinion, I agree with you, especially after watching the last dance. I just think Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. I feel like he gets a lot of slack. I think a lot of the arguments that people make for LeBron being the greatest are really just byproducts of the system that Jordan played in. Like, say he was a he's a better passer. I think he's a better passer, but Jordan was not a bad passer. He averaged eight assists a game one year. They said, oh, well, he's a better rebounder. Well, A, he's six, eight. He plays a position where that's a bigger instance, too. And then Jordan also had a season he averaged eight rebounds. Better defender. Jordan won Defensive Player of the Year. More better score. That. That's just not true. That's just not true. He shoots better from three. I mean, okay, I guess so, but it's a different era. I mean, like, there's players who don't, who shoot, like, who barely play, who have better three-point percentages than Reggie Miller. Does that make them all better three-point shooters than him? I mean, the, the point I'm trying to make there is that even though he might not be the greatest player, if you look at his legacy, and also speaking on that point of being a role model for Black men, Black people in general, this man is stainless. He's been on the in the limelight since he was basically 15 when he's on the sport on the on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And the chosen one. Sustained, the chosen one. Tattooed, tattooed on his on. own back. Man. <laughs> and he's... I mean, look, there's not a lot of people, as big of a Kobe fan as I am, you know, there's not a lot of people who can just genuinely just be flawless through pretty much the whole career outside of like 2011 in terms of no no public scandal, being an overall great guy, being a great team guy, a great role model, a great player from jump. I mean, his legacy speaks for itself. He might not be the best player, but he's definitely one of the most iconic Athletes, not even just basketball player, athletes of all time. And that's what his legacy will be. He just won uh, AP Athlete of the Year for a male, too, with uh, Naomi Osaka winning for the female. Well deserved. Well deserved. So, yeah, man, Lakers not winning championship this year, but salute to LeBron James for continuing to be a great basketball player and a great man overall and a great father. What you want to wager? We can play. We can put. We can put down another bet. Right, let's do it now about. because y'all know sometimes you. We put it on camera. We put it on camera right now. People going to be here and see. How much you want to put down? How much you want to put down? Right, I'll give you the field. All right, all right. It give you the field. I'll give you the field. You give me the field. I'm giving you the field. I'll give you all. You like all 29 teams anyway, so I'll give you the whole 29. <laughs> you gonna give me the whole 29? All right. You get the whole field. I'm betting two hundred dollars. I bet a hundred. I bet one. I bet one. One fifty. Meet me in the middle. One fifty. 150 like B.I. Come on, talk to me now. Talk to you me. You got something D. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I do right there. Y'all hear it here first. Y'all hear it here first, right. yeah. Back to the back, Jordan 96-97. Simple as that. Capiche. All right, yeah, all right. All I got to say. Y'all, y'all, y'all see it here. I'm going to take that 150. I'm going to buy some Bitcoin. Thank you. I appreciate hey, you. Whatever. Y'all, y'all, you let your little bucket patrollers know. I let my passion ice know. They got it here on camera. This footage is knocked down. So it, we'll it's see. here. We'll see. We'll see you in July, June, whatever the playoffs decide to be mm-hmm. this year. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's go on to a team. You know, let's take it from the West Coast to the East Coast. Let's take it to the Boroughs. East side, east side. Excuse me. I'll take it to Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn represent. Where you at? Where you at? We got the Nets, man. Looking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Best team in the league. Nice. Best team in the league. Better than the Lakers. Best team in the league? Best team in the league. They don't have the best record. They don't have the best record in the league. They got the same record as y'all. They lost. Okay. So, so the best team in the league is the Magic? Huh. I mean, how are you going to say that? All right, did. All right. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So, the Nets is looking phenomenal to me. First game of the season, I had the chance, you know, to fully sit down and watch it. It was a blowout against the Warriors. I mean, granted, the Warriors are playing kind of, you know, shitty themselves this year. 
because they don't have Clay Thompson. You know, they didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, Kelly Oubre. No, we'll talk about that later, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out we'll, there. We'll talk we'll about that it. later. But the Nets, you know, the first game, they destroyed the, the Warriors. And, you know, just watching them play just throughout these four games that they played so far. You know, Kyrie and Katie sat out last night or, or two nights ago when they played against the Grizzlies. Um, mm. And everybody was excited about when Katie got dunked by Terry Rozier, even though it was a dunk by, but they still let it beat them. I think they they lost to them last year. Yeah, they lost to the yeah, Hornets beat them. Hornets yeah, they beat lost them. to the Hornets, but they beat the Celtics and beat the Warriors. But mm. and they also lost Mr. Dinwiddie too with a partial ACL tear in his uh, knee. Mm. But yeah. now from what it, from what I've been looking at in terms of Dinwiddie's uh, ACL tear, the doc says not that significant of a tear. You know, he was talking about his Instagram post how he specifically trained himself because he suffered the same type of injury in college. And how he trained his body to, you know, his knee. They say it looked like younger than any person at his age of 27 even looks like. So mm-hmm. his surgery, it looked like it's going to be quick and easy from what he says, what the doctor says. So that's possible we might see him back before the end of the year. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Especially especially considering how medicine has been, like, improving and the way we've seen these players come I mean, look at KD. Look at him. He, he literally took got the worst injury an athlete can have. And he's come back. And if you hadn't t- – and literally, if you had just told me, oh, yeah, KD was never injured, I'd believe you. I mean, Katie, and the thing is, Katie's not even 100% yet. Like, he's watching him. Like, mm. I, we, we see him play, and he looks great, but he's not 100% yet. And that's what's even scarier. That's what's even yeah. scarier that, like, he's – because I think these players didn't really have a full training camp like they, you normally do in every season. But he's been hooping. He's been out for 18 months, and he's been playing, and he's getting better, and he's still, like, hooping comfortably. And Kyrie's thriving off that, too. And it's just – oh, man. So – with the Nets overall, I feel like I, I feel like I had a point earlier that I was getting to, but I forgot. But in terms of like just maybe talking about Dinwiddie and his terror, how that because you know I didn't think they was gonna start Dinwiddie alongside Kyrie. I thought they were gonna have him come off the bench, kind of be a six man. But the way they played with him, come uh, with Karis working off the bench, you know, kind of Karis having his own show where Kyrie and KD, you know, they just playing off each other. You know, good ice. They not only just ISO ball, they'll do some ISO plays here and there, but great ball movement all around the perimeter. They look look natural playing together. And I was actually really surprised because I figured Kyrie being very ball dominant. And we we, we saw with KD and what he was able to do when he was with Golden State that he could play very well off ball. I was just curious what that would look like. And it's actually pretty good so far. It has. And I, I wonder, like, how with Luce Spencer than Whitty, how they're going to really uh, affect him in the long run. Because – you know, like I said, I didn't really expect them to throw them in the backcourt together in the, at the beginning of the season, but they they been playing well together. Uh, I don't know if you insert Karras or you keep him off the bench or you probably insert Torian Prince at the four, Jeff Green at the four, and move KD to the three and Joe Harris at two to two. I like having Joe Harris there uh, in that starting lineup, you know, because having that extra yeah, shooting right there, spacing yeah. the floor, you got Jared, you have DeAndre George, they got starting running the running the floor too, up and down rebounding. Jared Allen come on the bench to do that for him as well. It's they got a pretty deep roster, pretty deep. And you know, with Steve Nash as a coach, you know, getting him up down the floor, and Mike D'Antoni being at one assistant as well. Jack Vaughn still being there with the team. You know, he took over for uh, damn what was his last name? Kenny Atkinson after he got released from the team. You know, you can see this fast, like, moving offense, which I think is kind of perfect for this type of team and this type of players that they have, you know. And it's just – it's kind of scary. I think it's scary. I think they come out these. I think they come out these without a shadow of a doubt. And then what you think of them, especially seeing Kyrie play, because Kyrie, as we saw, began a lot of the heat going into the season, you know, not speaking to the media. You know, people were, like, questioning him and, like, blah, 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 like how him and KD is going to play. Kyrie's actually been outshining KD if you really look at it. 
Because Kyrie's been in his bag. He made his Louis Duffel. Louis Duffel, man. He's he's been tearing it up. He's averaging 29.3 points. You know, I know mm. I talked about it earlier, how stats don't really mean nothing to me this much at the beginning of the season. But, you know, just for reference sake, you know, he's averaging 29.3 points. His assist to turnover ratio is looking at 6-2. And, you know, KD's averaging 26.7 points with almost two steals a game. And just watching yeah. him play, Kyrie's just kind of just outplaying KD, but KD's comfortable and is and is. Right. Well, I wouldn't really particularly say outplaying. I mean, out, by stats, I guess you could make that point. But to me, yeah. I also think, like you said, the stats don't tell the full story. I feel like having a guy like KD creates this magnetism that opens up the floor for a guy like Kyrie. And here's another thing, too. And sometimes even I forget about it. And like Kyrie will say so much outlandish stuff that I almost forget that this man is genuinely a wizard with the basketball. Like when he was playing against the Hornets, he hit this one layup where he came up with the right. Lamella comes over. He switches midair to the left so gracefully that it just blows my mind. The body control, the frame of mind to be able to control where you're angling your body, how you're moving your hands around with the ball and being able to finish from all angles. And he's been not killing them from three. He just, he, look, they are the second best duo in the NBA right now. You know who I think is number one. And I think that they have a really good chance of coming out the East. I'm not counting out the Bucks. They look really good. We're talking about this later about what they did to Miami. I don't think they're going to play that well every game. But I, I'm not going to sleep on Giannis. I'm not going to sleep on the Bucks. But I definitely think that it's the Nets and the Bucks East. And it's really up to them on who goes in the Eastern Conference Finals whenever they play each other, who will make it to the Finals. You know, with Kyrie, like, you brought up a point about, like, how you, you, like, you looked at how he's been looked at in the media and the things that he said, you kind of forgot his basketball skills and, like, how much of a wizard and a magician he is. Then how many games he misses, like, Jesus Christ, that man can't yeah, play more is, 50 games a season. He is already missing games. He's already missing he games. I don't know. I mean, that's just that was only one game. That's only one game. Him and KD both sat out. They only play four. They only play. I mean, I get KD. He's coming off an Achilles injury, but. I don't know. Kyrie's, Kyrie's coming off an injury, injury, too. Kyrie's coming off an Kyrie's injury, always too. Coming off, Kyrie's always coming off an injury, though. I, I'm just thinking it's something worth mentioning that his injury history is something that concerns me. Because when's the last time you really seen Kyrie play a full season? Like, Cleveland? Boston. No, the, first year, the, first, the first year of Boston. He no, the first year of Boston. No, he got hurt. Remember? Because he got hurt at the end of the year. That's why. At, at, the, I, at the end of the year. That was, but you talking about, you, you said when you played Boston. I'm talking year. about full season. Like, I'm talking regular season playoffs. Like, How many players have really, you seen play the full season for real? Come on I mean, now. I'm not saying the whole game, but I'm saying this man consistently has an injury that makes him miss at least 20, 30 games every year. He's missed 20, 30 games every year since. And it's funny you said that too, because I was looking up his numbers earlier today. A stat pulled up that said, you know, he's the first rookie. He's one of the only rookies to uh, win rookie of the year. Playing, he only played 52 games his rookie year. And how many yeah. other rookie of the years have done that? I know Joel Embiid falls into one of those play, uh, categories too. No, he didn't win. He lost. Two. No, 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 no. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown won the year. Malcolm Brown, you're right. But yeah. You, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good point you brought up because his injury is one of concern, especially with Dinwiddie out now, too, for most of the year. You know, what kind of position does that put the team? You know, I would think now, like, hopefully, I, I would try to say that, you know, if he has KD there, maybe, you know, some of that onus and that pressure that he that's usually put on him when he was with Boston when he's kind of that main guy. Um, and I mean, I guess in Cleveland, he had LeBron, too, and he was still getting hurt then. But... 
I'm hoping that maybe you know you can't really predict with injuries. Like injuries is not anything you can't yeah. just predict. I mean, it's not something that makes me overly concerned. It's right. just something that I think could potentially play a part down the line. I mean, at the end of the day, the best ability, I don't care how good you can dribble, how good you can shoot, how great a defense you are, the best ability is availability. And if you ain't on the court, I don't really care how talented you are because you're not playing. So we'll see what turns into that. But yeah, all that said, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie losing him for the season is a big loss. But I think between KD, Kevin Durant, and then Karis Avert, who I think is a very talented player, he showed that in the playoffs, even though they got swept by the, the Raptors, he showed me a lot. He showed me a lot during regular season two last year. So I, I think that he's a fine third piece and they got a ton of role players. So I think the Nets will be fine. I think they are too. And, you know, I think they are, they are fine. Cause we been hearing about Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie and Jared Allen and other players on the team, you know, in trade talks as I transition into the next topic about James Harden and, you know, watching mm-hmm. this team play, I really don't even think they need James Harden. I think what they have is enough to win the championship. Definitely. You know, too many chefs in the kitchen. It's too many chefs in the kitchen. You know, that's why, that's why I said earlier about when Karis Avert come off the bench, I think that's perfect. Like, mm-hmm. if you yeah. – so, just think about what you're throwing away. If you, if you just trade away Dinwiddie or Karis, like, so you're going to have James Harden to start. And just, like I said, watching Kyrie and KD, you know, bounce off each other. Kyrie playing – I'm thinking I'm seeing – we've seen Kyrie play on, like, so far – some of the best basketball we ever seen him play in a while so far. Oh yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I don't want to get too hyped up just of the pre, like the first couple of games we've seen in the regular season, but just from so far and the mentality that Kyrie has been having and just the comfortability that I'm just seeing him play with. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, I feel like he's bought in into the team mindset that, you know, Steve Nash and that the, the Brooklyn Nets organization try to set into place, you know, it's kind of the best version of Kyrie that, I, that I've seen since, you know, his first Boston year, I think. I think at first Boston, no, I think he's pretty good definitely. too. So De- definitely. Just thinking about like you throw Harden into that mix, you know, I just think it kind of, yeah, it it's good on paper, you know, if you doing like how I mean you do, like our my league teams, you know, we fantasy drafting a team, you know, it mm-hmm. looks cold and whatnot. But you think of like teammate chemistry, you know, who gets who get what touches, who's taking the last shot, who's controlling the pace of the game, you know. If you throw James Harden into that mix, I feel like it's kind of going to throw it off a bit. You know, let's train. Like I said, let's, let's fully go into it now. Just Let's go into just James Harden all together. Yeah. Where do you see this man going? Because, like, we see this this fiasco with him. First, first started Russell Westbrook. Russell's gone. He he got his trades in Washington. They traded him for John Wall. It's over with. He's, he's gone. That, that's been right. settled. But James Harden is still in Houston. And... He has in himself where Russell came out himself and said, I'm out. I know I want to, I want to go. Harden hasn't explicitly come out and said, I want to trade, but we've been hearing it through these sources of like, he wants to leave and through his actions, you know, him being a little baby at the parties in, in Vegas and in Atlanta, you know, the media is getting kind of tight on him. Even when he's not doing anything, you know, they blamed him for the COVID outbreak that the team had turned out not to be him, turned out to be Eric Gordon to be a kind of a, a contact tracer. Where do you see James Harden going uh, if he gets traded this year? That's my first question about James Harden. I got another okay. one for you. Okay, yeah. if, if he gets traded, I think the only place he could go is Philly. I think that Ben Simmons is the best of any of the young players that they'd be able to get in the trade package because for him to go to Boston, they'd have to give up Jalen Brown or Tatum. They're not getting rid of either of those guys. If he went to Atlanta, they'd have to give up Trey Young. They don't really have anybody else they'd want because they don't want John Collins. They already got Christian Wood, who I think has been playing. But they no, just had Clint Capella. Yeah, and they got – I mean, Clint Capella is somebody that 
you know, really wouldn't matter. I don't know if they would want to put John Collins at that, if they would want to put John Collins in center spot, but I, I don't know. I just don't think that that's a good trade package. And even still, they wouldn't want John Collins. They don't want someone like Trey Young. He's obviously not getting moved. Um, looking at, like you mentioned with Brooklyn, I don't think that really, for one, Spencer Dinwiddie's going to be a big piece of that deal. He's out for the season, so they're not going to trade for damaged goods. Then team like, just for just for giggles, like the, the Clippers, I don't think they just signed PG that big contract. They don't have any picks. Time I don't think that's going to happen. Time out. I'm going to pause you on that real quick because I made a tweet about this because it's real. You remember when yep. Blake Griffin signed his, uh, his his max deal with the Clippers yeah. a couple years yeah, ago? I remember. Oh yeah. And he had that press conference like I want to be a Clipper for life. Blah blah blah. Trade mm-hmm. not too long after that. I tweeted. Right. I said PG said he won't be a Clipper for the rest of his life. He got here. Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. I said ask the last person that said that. See what happened to him. It was Blake Griffin. He got traded. I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to happen though. I just feel like. I think it would be a good trade, honestly, for both teams. I think it would be the best trade, honestly, because I'm not sold on Ben I think Simmons. So too. Plus, they already got John Wall, and they're really like the same guy, honestly. So yeah. that doesn't really make sense to me, unless they really just don't care about winning right now and then just hold Ben Simmons as a piece for later when John Wall's contract is up. I don't know. But I think the only place he could go is Philly. But I'm, I'm going to be real with you. The more and more I think about it, and especially after watching that last game and then hearing his, his comments about their uh, new coach, uh, can't remember his name. Steven Silas. Yeah, Steven Silas. Um, he spoke really highly of him. He played really good basketball. They're winning. And I think with John Wall and Boogie come back and they actually get a good chemistry with each other. And Christian Wood's been playing. Phenomenal. Christian Wood's been playing really good. Role players are playing great. Yeah. I mean, they, they look good. And I feel like there's no trade package out there that the Houston Rockets really want. They're winning. James Harden at least sounds like he's not as – upset about being there as I thought and I mean, he was actually mad about messing up that last play so he wouldn't really worry about that too much if he didn't care about winning so it shows he still bought at least somewhat into the organization I'm certainly more towards he stays in Houston so I've been talking I've been like just talking about this you know we amongst people uh, I know I mean you kind of talked about this before too on the phone with James Harden has been doing like and I've been watching other people talk about this too to kind of get more of an inside scoop, you know, what's been going on because I'm not in the mix like that to really know everything. But what James Harden's been doing is, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of puzzling because this man has created such, he's like, he got traded from OKC to Houston for Kevin Martin and Jeremy Lamb because mm-hmm. OKC didn't want to go over that luxury tax and want to keep uh, Serge Ibaka. What it cost in NBA history. All for $6 million. It was really only for $6 million. They could have just paid that. And, you know, since he got to Houston, he transformed that entire organization. And he's built it to where it fits James Harden. Like, Kevin McHale was there. You know, he had Dwight there at first. Dwight's gone. McHale's gone. You get Dan Tony. You get these players. You get Eric Gordon. You get uh, P.J. Tucker, who, like, his career got, you know, I ain't going to say revitalized because, I mean, he was in the league. He was in the league for a minute, but, like, his career got saved. Houston became a place where a lot of careers actually got actually kind of got saved. Ben McElmore, we saw that last season, too. Uh, right. Austin Rivers, who's on his way out of the league, he kind of got saved there, too. You know, he built, like, this entire roster around him and his system and his organization to cater to him. And for him to build it up the way he has and for him to want to leave, it, it – it, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, I don't know. It, 
I don't know. If, I don't want to call him like uh, a I don't think it's entitlement. It is entitlement. It's very entitled. I don't, I don't. I don't. But I mean, I guess it is very. You gonna complain about the sheets? You, you it is a bit. It is very you ordered, you, you ordered all of this. Everything you got in here, this is all stuff you ordered. You went to Ikea and you bought all this furniture. Now you're going to look around the room and say, eh, it doesn't feel very homey to me. I just don't think that's very fair. At the end of the yeah. day, like, you can do whatever you want. It's no – like, like I'm very much pro-player mobility, but I also don't like the idea of the organizations pretty much getting screwed. I mean, he still has years on his contract. We, we've been seeing this with a lot of players where no matter how many years are on their contract, no matter how much they're getting paid – no matter what the team situation and how they've been catered to is, they just say, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. And it's like their contract doesn't even matter. And I've always disliked that. Like I talked about this last year with Andre Iguodala basically saying with the Grizzlies, I'm not going to play. I just feel like that. That's BS. Obviously, James Harden's playing and he's playing very well. So it's not like he's not going out there and yeah. playing. But I just don't like this idea of players being able to do whatever they want and then just kick the bucket whenever they feel like it and just – force their way out of town no matter what contract they're getting and still getting paid. So like, while you say that, because James R is not the first person to do this, and it's interesting too that you brought it up because like how unfair it is because this new CBA contract is coming up very soon. And James Harden, like I said, is not the first place, not the first player to do this in recent history. AD, he kind of did mm-hmm. the same type of tactic. We kind of want to force his way out of the out of New Orleans. You know, he got injured. Mm-hmm. He came back. He came back actually again. I went to he played against Indiana. He played very well, but then he just stopped playing after that. Like he just, I think he just shut himself down. Like Gentry just kind of went with it. And we saw the last game where he came out in the shirt saying, "That's all, folks." And, you know, Rich Paul and them. Like AD wasn't it's like himself saying nothing like as much, but Rich Paul, him being with clutch sports, it was kind of pulling the strings like get him out of here. We want him in LA and that whole type of fiasco. We've seen this uh, reoccurrence of players now with James Harden who getting catered to, you know, they become the franchise player, this and that. And when things don't go their way, he's like, ah, I don't want to leave. It kind of forced their way out. Like, how does this affect, you know, like how does this affect other players in the future? Because like I said, the new CBA contract are coming up soon and these owners, you know, they kind of get, they kind of getting upset with this and, you know, and these small market teams as well. Like they kind of like it's kind of hard right, to keep so. these players. And if Giannis would have done the same thing, you know, he he could possibly still do it. You know, granted he signed a Supermax extension to get that money, he could possibly still do the same thing too. And that's gonna be a big hit to Milwaukee. I know everybody was happy. You know, some people was happy that he decided to stay in Milwaukee because Milwaukee's a small market. You know, but players like James Harden, we haven't seen too many players. You know, continue to stay with their franchise. So I think I look. I was gonna say on that tip you gotta think people own these companies there aren't these teams they're basically companies these people are billionaires they have cut their teeth and made the money to own these teams from being very savvy very smart very pragmatic business people and when they are met with adversity or factors in contracts and deals they don't like what do smart business people do they try to find a way out of them i think with this new cba there's going to be some new protections and new revisions to how contracts are structured. That if a player just wants to be on that, oh, okay. Well, we're just not going to pay you for the games that you miss. We're just not going to pay you for this. Oh, we're going to fine you every time you do that. And it's going to get to a point where players can do what they want, but they will be met with consequences. Like my thing is right now, you I don't really care. You can do whatever you want. I think James Harden going to the club with no mask and then in fact and then exposing his entire team to the point that they couldn't even play a game because nobody was el- eligible to play. That wasn't his you fault. Know I'm like, I just told you that wasn't his fault. He that, he, he wasn't the contract trace. He wasn't the contact trace. It was Eric Gordon. 
It was a oh okay. Then was, they they tried they tried they tried to blame him for it because he did because it wasn't the the party with, with little baby and stuff that he was worried about. He posted a video of where he went to go celebrate some girl that he knows about her promotion, and they tried right. to blame him for it, but it wasn't him. Okay, okay. In that case, I apologize. That's my bad. But um, outside of stuff like that, like you can do whatever you want, but you're gonna be penalized. Same way, oh, you can come, you can choose not to come to work today, but you're not gonna get your check for an eight hour shift that you didn't work. As long as that happens, I'm cool with it. If you're willing to sacrifice your paycheck, you can do whatever you want. It's your world. Yeah, and you know, with James Harden, you know, kind of forcing his way out or trying to force his way out kind of subliminally, you know, not answering question with the media. It's, 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 it's interesting to see. You know, I have no saying this because I was a Rockets fan, but that's because Russell was there. I'm following Russell. I don't so know I'm how I'm feeling about, about the Wizards. Teams. 29 but, teams. Hey, 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 shut up. My real team's the Pacers. We doing all right. We lost to Boston last night. We're 3-1. It's whatever. But, you know, Daryl Morey, come, I was going to speak on, like, you know, tampering a little bit. You know, he just got fined 50K for him tweeting out how James Harden just passed the all-time assist leaders or uh, with the Houston Rockets. And, you know, like talking about how he wanted to go with Philly and that deal from Ben Simmons. I don't see that as the best deal. I think I I think there, a team no, that you, there is no best deal. The best deal for the Houston Rockets is to keep James Harden. You're wrong. So there's two teams you didn't really mention that have kind of been tossed around as much too, uh, Portland and Denver. So with Denver, you get rid of mm-hmm. Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., uh, throwing some picks. That's a good. They're not getting rid of MP. They're not getting rid of MPJ. They don't want to. They don't want to. So that's one thing. Like that's one thing. There there are there are packages out there that technically on paper makes sense. But none of that matters if you're not willing to give it up. Like if I come to you, Kendall, and I say, hey, those are some nice beats. I'll give you $500 for that. That's a good deal, but it only works if you want to sell the beats. So my thing is, oh yeah, well, oh, the Boston Celtics, that'd be a good package if they gave up Jalen Brown and Tatum or something like that, but will they? No. Atlanta would be a good package if they gave up Trey Young. Will they? No. New York Nuggets, so they give up PG. What about Portland? No. What about Portland? C.J. McCollum is 30. Wait, come on. C.J. McCollum is 30. He is a he's fringe all-star. He's old not is 30. He? He's 20. He oh. has to be 28. He's younger than Damon. Damon just turned 30. He's basically, okay, so he's in that era. He's in that gray space of not being young, not being old. He's in his so prime. C.J. McCollum. So you, th- you okay, throw him C.J. Okay, McCollum, is- you throw him Zach Collins, you give no. him um, no. Robert Covington back, I guess. No, <laughs> no. Carmelo? So wait, wait, Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. Some picks. They got they, Kendall. The Kendall, Kendall. got some players. Did you throw in some players yeah. there? Kendall, I want you to. I want you to really think about this right now. All right. All right. You want me to trade? Let's say that I'm the Rockets. I'm the Rockets. It's me. I'm the Rockets guy. And Rocky you, Stone. Yeah, Rock. I'm Doctor Stone. I'm, I'm Mr. Stone here. Okay. And you, my good friend, are an executive for the Trailblazers. And you come to me and say, "Hey." I want you to trade the, what do you say, like fourth through seventh best player, whatever you want to say, fourth through seventh best player in the NBA for a fringe all-star who is as good as he's ever going to be for some young players who aren't really that young for some draft picks that ain't going to be that good because you have James Harden, which means you're not going to be a bad team. Straight up. What would you say? What would you say to that? Now, now, okay, so here's the thing about that. So when you look at it, you're straight on paper. You're not throwing in any circumstances. It looks silly, right? Because with these trades that usually happen with these mega players, with these superstars, 
you know, usually ends up bad for like play for the other teams. But I, besides, I think that the, the Carmelo and Denver trade didn't end up bad. I think Denver still got a bunch of good players. I, I never heard people talk about that. They say every superstar trade that ever happened never ends up good for the team. But I think Denver ended up good. But with James Harden, the way he's been acting right now, and you see how his draft, not his draft stock, but his stock is kind of, I wouldn't say plummeting, but it's kind of going down to where like it's gonna to get to a point eventually where teams this this but the way he's acting is benefiting other teams where Houston right now is patient, they're not in a rush. Other teams looking at it, they're like, all right, keep doing your thing, because now we know that you are becoming more of a cancer to that team, and it's gonna to get to a point where Houston's gonna just wanna let you right. go for anything. So I mean, I see that, but but also no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trading James Harden. I'm not trading James Harden for Anything unless it's these three things. And honestly, they should be a package, but at least these three things. An established all-star, a young player with top 10 player in the league potential, or a ton of draft picks. Really, I need all three of those. I need all three of those. But No team offers that. Unless you the want- Celtics could. The Celtics could. Let's say, let's say they put together a package of Kimball Walker – I mean, they're not going to trade Tatum. That's not happening. Even you, you, even you, said, you, you only lose one play. They're not losing. But no, 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 but no, no, no. But, but imagine Kimball Walker, Jalen Brown, and a ton of picks. And then maybe another role player thrown in there. I would take that deal. And I would take that. that deal. They're not doing they're that. They're not, but they're not. That's what I'm saying. Because nobody's doing all that for James Harden. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. That's why I think he's going to stay in Houston for a while. He's not going to trade anytime soon. It'll be earliest deadline. Earliest. It won't be before that. James Harden might go down as one of those best players who won't win a championship. That's all right. It happens, people. Maybe they were Russ. <laughs> all right. Anyways, <laughs> you just want to throw it in there. So let's let's continue to get this going before you have to go. I know you. I know you a busy man. Um, so as we look at the teams, you know, we kind of talk about some teams, you know, here and there uh, throughout the show so far. What are some teams that you're looking forward to the most this year? Oh, definitely the Hawks. I uh, love watching the Hawks play. Trey Young is looking amazing. Yeah, and a lot of the young players, a lot of the young players look, John Collins look really good. Gallinari look good. Rondo's playing his role. Gallinari, so Gallinari has not come back yet. Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Oh, no, 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 not Gallinari. Who am I thinking about? Oh, geez. Bogdan. Uh, yeah, Bogdanovich. Yeah, 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 Bogdanovich. It was one mm-hmm. of them, them white European shooters. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but uh, they they look really good, and uh, I think they're still undefeated. I don't know if they lost last night because I know they played last uh, night. I think they did lose. Yeah. So right now yeah. they are. Oh, actually they didn't lose. They're three and zero. My fault. Correction. They are still undefeated. Yeah. So I mean they look really good. Trey Young, Mice Trey, Ice Trey, whatever you want to call him. Mice Trey. <laughs> yeah, that's what Skip. That's what Skip call him. A little tiny little. Little, little baby. Mighty Mouse. Hey, mighty Mouse. Hey, Mighty Mouse. But, hey, uh, I really enjoy watching them play. I think they have a lot of potential. I think they'll make the – I think they'll slide into, like, that 6-7 seed. I don't want to get yeah. caught up because it's the beginning of the season. So, eh. But I, I really enjoy watching them play. I mentioned this before when we talked off the air, but I'm a big fan of the Suns. I think the addition of Chris Paul – it's just one of those things that raises the floor of your team so much. And they the played Suns very well last night against the Pelicans, blowing them up. Like, oh yeah, they, oh yeah, they knocked them boys down. And I think that between Devin Booker and the thing is, none of the individual players are really playing great. Like I don't think any of them are averaging more than twenty points a game right now. But they're just playing so well as a team. Like Aiden has looked good, Chris Paul's looked good, Jay Devin Booker's looked good, Jay Crowder, yeah, Michael Bridges. 
Yeah, they just they just look like a well-oiled machine playing really well together. And um, last last team I'll mention, and this is more of just something I'm looking forward to versus what they're doing right now. But I think the Mavericks, once they get Christoph Porzingis, are going to be he's, he's practicing now. He's back to practicing uh, fully now. He's back to full contact practice, so he's coming yeah. back soon. Cause I think, I think Luca struggled a little bit so far earlier this season just because. Defense has really been keying in on them. Like they've heard that preseason MVP talk, and there's not a lot of other players for them to key in on. And kind of the same thing that's happened to Steph and Golden State. They're just hounding them. They're just hounding them. So when Porzingis comes back and you can finally offload some of that offense and get some of the pressure off of them, I think the Mavs are going to be a really interesting team to watch. So th- that's my top three of teams that I'm excited to look at. Obviously, the Lakers, because, you know, who wouldn't want to look at a champion? But uh, those are the teams that I'm excited to look at that I usually wouldn't mention first come to mind like the, the Suns the Hawks yeah I think those two teams I, I'll throw them in as one of my um, most like, I guess looking forward to teams of this year so far you, you weren't some very high on the Suns though you weren't very high on the Suns don't let these I, people you know, think I, you I mean I mean because when we was talking we were talking about like at least the Western Conference standards and as I was going through these teams I'm like man because yeah, everything looks sweet now with the Suns, but once these teams start rolling, like, where are these teams mm-hmm. going to fall at? Because the West is still kind of stacked, you know. I don't know. I guess with the Warriors. They're out. They're, they're I guess they might Bye-bye. They might be out again. I don't know. Kelly Gone. Bray hit his first three last night. His first – how many games they played, Kendall? How many games they played? They played four games. How many threes he shot before that one he made? Oh, he went – 20 plus. 11. Uh. 20 plus. So, a lot. So he, he shot a lot of threes. So I, I guess I don't know if it's 20, but it's a lot. It's it is, it has it's been more a lot. One. It's I, gra- one. I know you've seen that so, graphic yeah. that was circulating around of him and uh, Andrew Wiggins. Swapping <laughs> The Chicago, the Chicago uh what was it, NBC sports team? They knew what they was doing right there with that one. But Raises. shout, Raises shout out to that graphics guy team. there. Um but, yeah, I would say the Hawks, they were looking really good. I think what they did this offseason is vast for me. You know, we talk about the players-wise. They stole my coach, Nate McMillan, from the Indiana Pacers. He's on that team as an assistant coach with Lloyd Pierce. You know, that's pretty good to see. You know, He's on the right on the wall. He got a bad dodge. Hey, I don't, shit, you shouldn't stay. But um, they got him on that staff. You know, they added Rondos to back up Trey Young. They got Bogdan Bogdanovich at the Milwaukee, you know, squandered that trade deal right there. It would have been a good addition for them. They picked up Gallinari, too, as well. You know, Cam Branch is showing out. They got Capella from last year. Um, Kevin Hurd is still there. DeAndre Hunter's playing really good. I think they got a good mix of guys, mm-hmm. of veterans. John Collins looking good. John Collins looking good. They got a good mix of veterans and young guys. Uh, like I said, that coach. I think Atlanta, you know, I think that city has something to be proud of because they haven't been, they haven't had really anything to be proud of. I guess with that football team, the Falcons is abysmal. The Braves did okay this year. They did actually, I ain't gonna say okay. They did pretty good this year in baseball, um, and I guess with the Hawks this year, you know, they got something to look forward to with basketball. Phoenix, yeah, I wasn't as high on them earlier as I mentioned because of the West Conference, but they looking at them last night, they looked pretty good. Pelicans, who I thought was gonna be a pretty good team with the addition of Stephen Adams, uh, you know, adding blessing to that team. I think I think really more more important. I think Stephen Adams was probably the best fit with that team. You know, as a as a five guy, they really needed that. But yeah. I was talking with uh, Tiggy last night. I was talking to him. I said, I don't know if Stan Van Gundy is the coach for them. I don't know. I just I don't feel like Stan mm. Van Gundy is the coach for them because as we saw in Detroit with the mix of young guys, he really didn't do much. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I feel like they have the talent there, but they're not playing as well this year. And I. 
I'm calling it early. I just don't think Stan Van Gundy is the coach for them. I know they just got him, but I don't know what to see with that. I, I can um, see that. I can see that. You, you feel that too? Okay. So I, I'm I not, feel that. Okay. I don't have a strong opinion on it, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, like it just it, it just don't seem mm-hmm. right to me. I, I question it even early on. But also some other things I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, I mean, I guess that's really it. I already talked about the Nets. Uh, the Wizards, they're not playing really too good. You know, they're 0-4. They're off to a bad your boy, start. That's your guy, ain't it? He's averaging a triple-double, though, so that's all that matters, right? And it is. That's what he wanted. Yeah. He got what he wanted. Be careful what you wish for. Timberwolves, you know, that's the, that's the team I'm looking forward to. You know, just seeing the mix of D'Angelo, Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Coward. He's been pretty good. Towns. He's been pretty good. They are. They're they 2-2 two two right now. The Mavericks, <sighs> they blew out the Clippers about 50-something points. God, Lee. At halftime. And you know they 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 still you you Andy said McPete strikes again. Get your mask out. Shut up. So you you said like they really didn't have nobody else to key on with the with that team. I, I beg to differ. I think you know with the addition of Josh Richardson, keeping Tim Hardaway Jr. there. You know Trey Burke's playing really good. Uh, Maxi Cleary, you got you got some guys there. I think they really they could even remember they was number one offensive team last year. And, and oh yeah, oh yeah, they have a they have a strong core. I just think they have a strong that, that second. That second star. Of course, yeah. Chris Kristaps takes him over the hump. And you know, once yeah, Kristaps sure. come back, and you know, that's they're gonna be a very exciting team to watch. And Mark Cuban is a phenomenal GM for keeping them always in the mix and you know, for drafting a guy like Luca and you know, keeping these guys there. The Nuggets, you know, they got off they off to a bad start, one and three. Uh, but I'm always high on them every year. That's you know, it's a team I like to watch and root for on the side. The Rockets. If James Harden stays. I think me and you talked about this before too. If James Harden stays and you know, buys I think they're a top team, four seed. On, I think they are. James Harden stays. They're, they're solid. John think, him, John Wall, Boogie, Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. They're a solid team. They're I think they are team. too. I think they have a good mix of guys there. Jay Sean Tate's been playing. You know, he's got some highlights. He dunked on Jokic the other night. Uh, with the other players come back, like Eric Gordon. Um, when they come back from their uh, COVID uh, restrictions, I think they're going to be a good team to look for too. Uh, I mean, the Clippers. With them, about them guys, them basement dwellers. Of course, you're not. But with them, though, like they didn't, they didn't really do any offseason moves that really like, wow, look at what the Clippers did. But Serge Ibaka is better than Manchester. I think that was a good addition. Luke Kennard is a great pure shooter. I think they added that, mm-hmm. but they didn't get that point guard that they was looking for this year. Maybe they'll find that in a trade somehow, some way. Maybe. Um, you never know with Jerry West if they find that type of guard. But I think, you know, I think they're pretty interesting to look at into this year. My Pacers, of course, I'm going to speak on them. I don't know what they're going to do this year. But that's so that's what they usually do. Just be a mediocre team that exits in the first round. The bu- Okay, so let me ask you. So we talked about the Bucks earlier a little bit, too. You know, last time they broke the record in NBA history for most threes in a game with 29. Um, you know, they added some players to their team. They uh, traded for Drew Holiday. They got DJ Augustine. They got Bobby Portis now. Uh, Chris Middleton is still there. They lost Robin Lopez. Um, they lost George Hill. They lost Eric Bledsoe. You know, is Giannis and them boys going to do anything to make it out? I, I think that they're in the top two to me. I think it's very much a – I want to say it's a two-man race, but it feels like a two-man race with, like, a couple other teams slightly lagging behind that are dark horses in the race. I, I think it's Brooklyn and the Bucks all the way through maybe Philly gets their act together and then maybe they make a trade for James Harden and that changes things. Maybe the Celtics do something that I'm not expecting, you know, maybe Miami Miami makes another late push, Yeah, but they're like, they're all dark forces to me. To me, I think it's just the bucks in the nets conference to lose at this point. 
Yeah. Um, man, you know, it's I would say this. Let the Bucks not make it past the second round this year. Let the Bucks not make it. Because now Giannis got Giannis gonna have to get Giannis gonna get snatched up by ice. We can't have that man in the stage no more to, playing like that. Giannis nah. got because this thing go. though, Giannis got his money now. Now, okay, it's a little it'll be difficult, you know, money-wise to get him to a championship team if, if you already got two superstars there. But he's gonna be very unhappy if, if they don't even make it past second round this year. I mean, but is this is gonna if they don't make it, it's his fault, though. I mean, unless he has a monster series and they still lose, I don't know why he could be mad at anybody but himself. I feel like that's right. the reason why he signed that contract because it was it was on him. You under like you didn't play well. You right. did not play well. And he's, he becomes very predictable in the playoffs. You know what he's going to do? He likes to get out in transition, just run the floor. You know, he's not really a good shooter. He's improved his shooting. I will give him credit. He's improved his shooting. Continues to improve his shooting. His free throw shooting has gotten worse throughout the years, uh, but. Yeah, you have you're right. He has nobody but to blame himself. So right. we'll see where it goes with that. And you know, we talked we mentioned the Warriors earlier. You know, it's not really much to talk about with them. You know, who's to say what's gonna go happen with them if Wiggins and Uber get it together? You know, I feel bad for Steph. Um it's, I don't know if the Draymond is back or not yet. I know No, they, not yet. He's supposed to be back next week or two. I okay. Think. I know Damian Lee hit that shot against uh Chicago. Shout he he officially became Steph Curry's brother with that one. He got initiated into the Curry family. <laughs> He'd been on the rocks. He'd been on the rocks. That was the one. That was the one that got him in. That was the one that got him in right there. That was the one that got him in. <laughs> but man, they got to, they got to all four start, man. I just I don't know. I thought I they'd be better than this. I thought they'd be better with I thought they'd be better even see, without Clay. I know, see, I know a guy oh, that mentioned there that the go. Warriors are not gonna be very good. Here you go. And but not you, only were they not you be said, very good. So you said this even with Clay. Yeah. Yeah. I said with Clay, they're a seven seed at best. Woo! And without Clay, yes. Woo! I yes. don't know about that, George. Yes. No, no, yes. no, 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 with, no, with no, Clay, no. Yes. We're not great to do that. Look, I'm just, if Clay I'm Thompson gonna, was you, there. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm telling you that this is what I think. And Talk to I told me. you, and I didn't, and I also told you that without Clay, no playoffs. This was before game one of the season. And, I mean, they got blown out by the Nets. They got blown out. Who else they get blown out by? It's too I mean, many teams. The Bucs. They, they got blown out by the Bucs on Christmas. Yeah, they played the Bucs. They barely beat the Bulls. They're one of the worst teams in the league. So, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Bulls got – they got all right. They got Billy Donovan as a coach now. They got some – I mean, they got an all right team, but are they going to be – are they a playoff team? In the East – are they? I don't know. Okay, so they're not a playoff team. And they barely beat them. And the Bucks blown them out. The Nets blown them out. Am I missing something here? I mean, it's not scientific burden to prove, but I just feel like this team's not very good. You got Wiggins, who's a, a pseudo number one pick. He can't hit the broadside of a barn with a shotgun at point blank range. Kelly Oubre is more worried about sliding in DMs and sliding his shot into the basket. So, I mean... <laughs> James Wiseman looks good, I guess. So five years ago, you guys would have a good center. He, he, he does. He, look, does look he, he actually looks really good. Uh, I, I wanted them to trade that pick to get a second star, especially because Clay got hurt. I already was thinking that before Clay got hurt, but especially after Clay got hurt. But at least he looks good. He's not gonna help you win no games today, but I think two, three years down the line, he'll be a solid big. So I guess that's fine. But either way, I'm not surprised with what I'm seeing. That's in the slightest. Oracle Bucket Patrol strikes again. So let's end this call. 
or this show, I should say, on a good note, you know, tied into you, who you are as a person, as a businessman yourself. You know, I saw this yesterday. Um, Master P and Baron Davis, two black brothers. Uh, we know who they are. You know who Baron Davis is. You know, oh, famous yeah. basketball play, play for the Warriors and the Clippers and amongst other teams. Master P, uh, owner of No Limit Records, uh, hip hop mogul. I almost, I think. Also played in the NBA for a couple. Played for the NBA for like one, two years too. He is one. He is one of the you know, one of those black moguls that we look up to, and a lot of people don't talk about because they roses too. Those two are in talks into into buying Reebok for two point four billion dollars. You know, as a businessman. Mm-hmm. What do you think this means for just black people and black people in business and people who are looking to get into business with, you know, I guess not as much business experience as like a, a regular, I guess, blue collar college grad person who graduates with a business degree? Right. Uh, for one, just on the culture piece, I mean, hey, a, a major black owned brand like Reebok, you know, Reebok hasn't been the, the biggest darling in the shoe space or the clothing space, but just to be able to say that it's black owned, this major line, and they got acquired by Adidas back in 2005 for 3.3 billion. So now they're only going to be sold for at least allegedly right now, the deals obviously not finalized, but 2.4, it really makes you think, okay, you're, you're buying this property and it needs to be turned around. And I think a guy like Master P and Barry, Baron Davis could be the catalyst of that change. Like looking back at, at Jay-Z when he did his partnerships with Adidas and the ability and then the, the sale volume increase that that led for them. Then Jay-Z, I mean, Jay-Z's really led the tip and a lot of these um, artists and entertainers moving into the space of business, at least on the on the major scale, because obviously Diddy was doing stuff like that and others were doing stuff like that. But he did some stuff with, with the Brooklyn Nets, helped them with the rebrand. And obviously that's something that I think is always going to be positive. Now on the actual tip of the business side, I am not 100% sure that them buying it will be this messiah type of acquisition that will make Reebok a major player in the clothing and sneaker space. They want to make it more of a lifestyle brand. Me personally, I don't really like Reebok. So I don't know if them buying it will make me want to buy, but definitely if they make some good stuff, I will support. And I'm always here for, for black business in any aspect, especially when it's on a major scale like this. So, hey, I'm looking forward to it. I hope they actually get through with the deal. You know, just be able, you know, like you said, I haven't really wear Reeboks. And it's funny you said that. I just thought about the Rick Ross line from you don't even know it when he said, I die over these Reeboks. You don't even know it. But, you know, some rappers, you know, they've been tired of Reeboks. I know Kendrick uh, had his Cortez with Reeboks. Was it with Reeboks mm-hmm. or was it Adidas? No, it, I think Kendrick was Adidas. Okay, it's with sure Adidas. Okay, my fault. But, I'm you know, I'm not sure though. All right. So it's, you know, if, if this deal does go through, I think it'll be big for them. Um, looking forward to see, you know, I ain't going to shut it down immediately because, like you said, we ain't really rock Reeboks in a while. I'm surprised dude. they had that much money. Like, I knew Master P had bread. I know Baron Davis bread, like, like $2.4 billion. I guess they're probably sourcing that from some other um, investors. To, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to actually put all the money for them. They're just, like, leading that acquisition. But that's a lot of cash. It is a lot of cash. Hey. So, so, salute to them. You know, hopefully get that deal done, and we'll see where that goes. But... Buck the show, man. I'm cut your time. I know you got some things to do, man. I appreciate you coming on the trade ball, and I appreciate all you all from listening and watching, depending on what, what platform you all are, are tuning this, tuning in to. Um, we'll be back. Appreciate you. Know, you. Season is back. We'll have more shows to come to you now, especially since I'm graduated, so there is more time on my hands. Depending on if I, if I ain't got to work as many hours in my job, but hey, we here now. Buck the show, George. I thank you once again. As always, my friend, always good to be on here and bring some good takes into the show. Of course. I'm looking forward to being back in the future.
Alrighty. Y'all take care. Peace out.